Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park having a goddamn blast on tour with this big mouth and a small town tour so i've added some dates and wanted to let you know where i'm headed next uh march 14th i will be in lakeside arizona and then the 15th and 16th i'm finally coming to tucson so if you're in tucson i'm coming to laughs comedy cafe get your tickets we're gonna have a good time my good friend noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows he'll also be with me the following weekend when i come to grand rapids michigan dr grins i cannot wait to see you guys again those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters, And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I- I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. It just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, so that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. 
And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash JMS comedy, or just at JMS comedy. If you're using the app, like most of us, uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are. So I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control. Good. Just electric laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there. JMScomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. So I am re-recording the intro to this one after having batch recorded all of the episodes in what was probably a hypomanic moment because this guest is a one of my favorites, hardworking, real, hilarious. But more than that, uh, it's just in true Taylor Tomlinson fashion, because that's who the guest is. You've already seen it in the title. I don't know why I'm being elusive about it. Uh, continuing to just crush it, blow minds, uh, achieve new awesome shit. So it would have been psychotic for me to leave the previous intro on here when in the time she recorded it, she recorded it, in the time I recorded the intro of, uh, you know, letting you guys know this is the number three most listened to episode of all time on my podcast, uh, Taylor announced... It was announced. It has come to public knowledge that she is going to be hosting late night. She's taking over the Corden slot. She's the youngest woman to ever host late night. Maybe the youngest person. I don't know. She'll definitely be the youngest person on right now. Uh, I think she's the only woman who will currently be hosting a late night talk show. But to be fair, I don't even know who all the men are. So if I have that incorrect... I'm sorry to whatever woman I am leaving out. Uh, of course, have been other women on network late night. Amber Ruffin. I was on Lily Singh. Uh, but this is great. This is huge. And it sounds like she's going to change the format up a little. They're saying it's going to be similar or somehow reminiscent of At Midnight, which was a really fun Comedy Central show I used to love. But it was really engaging on Twitter. So I'm interesting. Interesting. I'm interested to see you know, if there's an interactivity element and what that looks like, especially since I assume it won't be on Twitter, but it's not for me to figure out. It sounds like there's going to be maybe some type of comedian panel element, which I think is popular. They're very pop. I mean, which I think is popular. They, which I think is going to be very popular. They are very popular in the UK. And I feel like the U S has been slow to catch up on them, but we, you know, saw success when Chelsea lately was on the air with like a panel style. And there are a couple others. So, just fucking awesome. She just turned 30 years old uh, this week. And 
this is just amazing. So congratulations to her. And this was just a real honest conversation. I think Taylor and I are similar in <laughs> a lot of ways. Uh, but um, our our tendency to work hard and not take care of ourselves as much as we should is something we focused on. And I cannot speak for her on if she still struggles with it. I do. And I hope that she does it because I think her schedule... Honestly, I was going to say it's about to get crazier, but if she's going full-blown late-night host, once her tour dates come to an end, if she slows that down, I may be... I have never been the host of a late night show. I think we all know that it might actually be way easier to take care of herself because even though you guys watch them late at night, they're filmed during the day and it does from what I've heard become sort of like having a day job. So, uh, but you know, I don't actually suspect that she would slow down on the touring knowing her, uh, she's just fucking crushing it. It's just awesome. So I'm shutting the fuck up. You guys enjoy this episode. Number three, most listened to episode of all time on the Ignorance is Blessed Top 40 Countdown with the incredible Taylor Tomlinson. I'm here with the fabulous Taylor Tomlinson. Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming <laughs> to my humble abode. Oh my and gosh. Finally, it's, it's so nice to be in a house it's, instead of an apartment. I mean, it makes me feel luxurious. I mean, you do have a leather couch behind you. And, so. I mean, we have several pieces of arguably used furniture that random roommates have collected but it's like a fun i love my house actually it's very very nice actually i moved in here we were talking about moving in together yeah yes. which is a thing i think about often when i Me think too. about especially lately i mean there's so many reasons but yeah. <laughs> lately when i've really been examining like my self-worth and how i like keep the bar lower for myself like i'll uh it's it's a thing i'm actively working to overcome but i like live beneath my means a little out of like fear of like oh it's gonna fall apart Mm -hmm. and I remember there was like like a couple times I was like I don't know like my budget and like I looked at some places that I was like this place sucks but I guess that's all I'm worth oh my god that's so crazy I'm so I moved on Monday and moved into like a nice apartment uh with my boyfriend i'm very oh stoked on it oh my god that's Thank so you. dude it's really congrats that's so you. exciting so but it's like when i was looking at places i mean i've been living in orange county with two of my sisters Christ. paying like way less like living below my means in a room that was like so small like uh, all all my bed it was all my bed and i was driving an hour and a half to, to LA. get to spots and yeah stuff? just thinking like well you know i'm i'm spending less money here and i i shouldn't get nice bedding because i'm just in this room i'm on the road the I'm road is a big thing for me <gasps> the road was the biggest reason where i was like what's the point spending all this money to live in la i can just commute i'm never here anyway yeah, yeah. which is also what keeps me i mean i love the house i'm in now it's very comfortable but it keeps me from i've thought about like i could go closer to the city and pay a little bit more but i'm like it's a it's but it's not orange county inconvenient no. it's just like an extra 15 minutes or whatever yeah, to get I, a moved, lot of places. I moved to burbank it took me 20 minutes to get here today <sighs> and i was like this is beautiful oh this my is God. so amazing i never understand when people say like oh it's 30 minutes away i'm like are you kidding me i've been commuting since i was I mean, I've been commuting since I was 18. Like when I was yeah. doing spots in San Diego, when I was starting out in San Diego doing comedy, I was commuting from Temecula. Like I was yeah, commuting like, to school. Nothing. Yeah, I was commuting to school. I was commuting to LA. Um, I lived in LA for a little while, but I was on the road all the time. I lived in like Pico and Robertson. Okay. And, that's when, and so when I was moving, that's where I moved. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I lived there for two years and wow. the minute I left, this is, this business is so fucked up. The minute I moved to orange County thinking like, well, I only need to be in LA a couple times a week. That's when like everything happened. started like happening and yeah. you're like, Oh, I just have to be in LA all the time. Good. Yeah, exactly. Thank fucking. I mean, literally the week I moved, I was filming something for MTV like the whole week and Jesus. it was a nightmare and they were like picking me up in a car from orange county oh my god and they're probably like what <laughs> that's so great yeah so i i totally get that like yeah well like, i'm gone all the time so why would i need a nice place it took to be? me forever to get like nice bedding yeah. <laughs> so i was like oh who cares like i did not understand the value of having just like a sanctuary of a room mm-hmm. i mean i've leaned in pretty hard since i realized that and it's just like how many pillows do I really need? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. just, I'm like, essential oils, diffuser. This is my space. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, I rarely utilize it, but I'm like, at least I've. But when you get home from like the red eye you took back from Florida. Yes. And you land at 9 a.m. And you need the whole day to recover. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have a place where it doesn't feel like I'm like, well, I'll just rest in this closet for a few hours before I get back to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you said you were not on the podcast, obviously, but off the air, off air. you mentioned that you were taking a step back from touring. Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing is not, I listen to your podcast. Oh, that's not to be I like the creepiest, like, and it's like not, I don't listen to any podcast all the time, but anytime I'm on like a long road trip, I'm not exaggerating. Yours is probably the first I go to. I just love it. That's so nice. Well, and I never understood, this is such a weird thing to say as a person with a podcast, I never really understood the mentality of podcast fans until I started listening to yours because I'm doing so much like self-help trying to work on myself, but I don't really have an outlet to talk about it where Mm. like I have started trying to craft material and I did a whole Edinburgh show about a 10 day silent meditation, which was great. And I'm trying to find new ways to do it. But it's like, I'll listen to you guys and I'm like, yeah i did that too and it works like in my car i'm like thank you finally I'm like somebody's saying it and i'm like oh this is this must be what people feel well we talked about you on our very first episode we really? talked about yeah i don't know if you ever heard the very first one I but did not. kelsey and i had both seen i think you i think it was when you just got passed at the store oh and you, i don't know if you still do this but you had that like goals board where i the moved the post-its i took it down and put a whiteboard yeah. up and now lately i'm like i think i want to go back to the sticky note it well you posted a thing that had passed at the comedy store on a sticky note and you moved it from goals to like achievements yeah. yeah and i mentioned on the podcast and kelsey goes i saw that too that was awesome on like our very first episode oh yeah i'm so flattered yeah yeah i copied that actually from lisa curry oh really um, it's so cool i love that yeah i was like oh the visual stuff i don't know how much i mean i have vision boards i don't know if they really help if it like serves as a reminder but it is kind of a nice feeling to be like hello and the accomplishments thing I've noticed because I still have like the stacks of the little sticky notes because I kept them like maybe I'll do the board again. Those are good for I mean, not that I've never been so low that I'm like, well, let me go through my sticky notes and (laughs) remind myself that I have value. But it's a good thing to go like because comedy so it can be so up and down. Yeah. That like and also like the the higher ups you get, the more dramatic the downs seem even if they're not that big of a deal like it's like oh this down was actually seemed like a really high point when i started but it's like 
Mm-hmm. But last week I was filming a pilot and I, like yes. And so it's good to have those like, oh, I'm on the right track. Like I'm not I I'm not a fool and people are like, what is she even doing in comedy? Oh, yeah. Well, it's so important to step back. I mean, I have little scraps of paper I wrote in a notebook, you know, around New Year's Eve of yeah. just like these are the five things I want to do this year. And I keep those to look back and go like, oh, I did like four of those things this year. Yes. That's pretty cool. Having like huge yeah. goals and going, oh, I actually met some of those. Yeah, it's awesome. Like we had um, at my at my grandparents uh two years ago i guess on new year's eve my sisters and i all wrote down like on scraps of paper like things we wanted to accomplish in the next year like uh predictions about each other and i love that folded them up and put them in a little mason jar and then it like a year maybe even a year like a little over a year when we went back we went through them to see like what had happened (gasps) and we're like oh my gosh Bryn does have a boyfriend oh my gosh and one of them was uh taylor sold a sitcom oh my god and i had done that to with abc which it's don't ask me about it anymore anybody listening Whoops. Uh, people keep asking me <laughs> i know not you but adam ray asked me about it like, last when's night it coming out? i know adam ray asked me about it last night he's like how's your show with abc i was like i had a development deal that you should just be like oh it's so great the ratings so are through good. the roof <laughs> i know i should just say i have a show um but i'm like no i wrote a show and it didn't get made and it's there's over so now. much that goes into and it there's so much yeah but i'm like i feel like that was forever ago yeah why are we still talking about it but people just remember seeing that one article from deadline also i feel like sometimes people in la they don't know how to talk to people without just making it about work stuff no like if somebody asks how you're doing at a comedy club and if you just answer them genuinely about how your mood is and you don't mention career stuff it's like you can watch their like brain exploding (laughs) inside their eyes oh yeah i feel really great and they're like are you gonna are you gonna tell me what's going on with your career (laughs) well yeah and you never want to be the person who somebody says how are you and you go great i'm working on this 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 you just feel like such a soulless piece of shit so many people do that and i'm like i don't do that care i'm trying to figure out what to say because most of the time when people ask me hey how are you what what's what are you working on what are you doing even if i have stuff going on i'm not gonna be like well we're pitching this and i'm working on this project it's like i don't want to I don't want to get into it. I don't know you. List. Yeah. yeah. So I always just say like, you know, I'm just just trying to get good. Like I'm just trying to get good at stand up because yeah, that's like, what I'm doing consistently all the time. Yeah, that's true. Is like just trying to grow my stand up, just working hard. I'm always like, you know, same, same old same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a person who like I never talked to. Just the same thing I'm always doing. Excuse me. <laughs> While I go stare at the wall to get away from you. Yeah. I'm like, you follow me on Instagram. You know what's up. You know everything you see there is what's going on. Like there's yeah. no man behind the curtain doing a bunch of secret other stuff that you really need to know about so yeah. yeah it's a nightmare that like what are you up to i know nothing that i can help you with like yeah. it's like i don't have a job for you what do you I know well that's the thing i love that you put it out there on twitter pretty consistently i feel like where you're like if anybody wants to open for me or feature for me on the road female comics like please yeah. reach out which is so cool my issue that i've been having is because i've been i've been headlining for like consistently for like a year now that's great which i can't believe they even let me i mean it's so much is Congrats. luck it's and amazing. so much is garbage well, it's so such like who knows uh, yeah but, there's so much who knows it's but so it's hard out, so that's like yeah all you can do is we just did an episode on 
my podcast, uh, Self Helpless. If anyone, it's wants so to know. great, you guys. Thank you. Genuinely, go listen. We just did a live episode for Anna Ferris and Sim Sarna's what? class that they teach at USC. That's amazing. Yeah, so we did that last night, and we did it on imposter syndrome, <gasps> which is something I struggle with so so hard. I don't know if you do too. I'm guessing. Oh, you for do, sure. Based yeah, on yeah, what yeah. we've been talking about, but for me, the headlining thing has been really tough because, I mean, I'm so young. And, you know, as a woman, you're just like always like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I breathed. Oh, I don't know. It's um, I mean, and then are they probably just, I mean, the amount of times I go, like, ah, they probably just like needed a woman. Excuse yeah, me. Seriously, like uh, diversity. Yeah. And uh, casting. I don't know. And or like, it's well, like discrediting to yourself and like your talent yeah. and how hard you work. Oh, but. I'll say to guys in like their 40s who are featuring for me, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why they. That's crazy. And it's like, fuck, fuck, fuck me. Like, oh. I'm. <laughs> I have I have a good amount of credits. Like I've yeah, done you also stuff. work really hard. You're extremely talented. Thank like, you, but there's only so good I can get at this point in my life, and I've really had to. Well, there's only so much material to draw from. Is right, the, but like you're as good as you can get. Exactly, you know what I mean? and that's what I've had to. Re- I'm such a perfectionist that I've really had to make peace with that. Um, as far as stand up goes, it's like you can't get better any faster than you are yeah learning how to balance because i was just going super hard all the time and i had kind of like a little bit of a breakdown earlier this year yeah where i was i mean part of it was i wasn't sleeping i was having like these horrible night terror nightmares and yeah and like the only thing that helps is weed like i've figured that out look at you smoking weed i know i'm so cool i'm doing edibles and vape and uh (laughs) which is like it doesn't sound like a big deal but it is because i was raised very were you like super straight edge is that all you do oh my god you don't drink right i I don't drink i'm pretty sure i'm like i have my weed at night yeah you said you're pretty sure you're an alcoholic yeah i've never i've never been drunk i've never i've had like sips of a couple things but i've never messed with it because it's so free as a comedian yeah and it, the only times i've ever been tempted to even try it are like alone in a hotel room in arkansas which yeah is not no what you're supposed to the do. only times I've, i i drink uh pretty sporadically and definitely a lot less than i did in college i was just a uh, fucking in a constant blackout fun. you were fun yeah i was yeah. like it's not a problem it's college <laughs> it's what everyone does i'm had, figuring like, it out yeah, i'm growing and there's like throw up <laughs> on my shirt but uh yeah god those moments that i've had like just once or twice where i was like i I'm going to get beer to try to shut off this feeling. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. That's yeah. not a, what is that? But then I realized I'm like, oh, but I do that with cupcakes. So, oh my God. I used to be like such a horrible binge eater when I was like a teenager. Cause oh. I used to be like, I don't know, probably like 30, 30 to 40 pounds heavier. Like really? Was, yeah. Like in college, like the beginning of college. Yeah. And then in college I like lost a bunch of weight and then like have over the last few years like gotten way healthier but it took a long time to like rewire my brain to go to where now and it still boggles my mind that i feel this way yeah where like when i get sad i still think like oh i should go get food of some kind and then i go but that won't make you feel better you'll yes. just feel sick and because you feel- never eat that shit anymore yeah so it's gonna feel worse and then yeah. you're gonna get that like compounding guilt of like why did i do that just because i fucking yeah that's where i'm at too now and i still I still definitely have like slips and I'm trying to eat super healthy because I, I have like an autoimmune disease. Yeah. So it's oh my God, just I like it helps imagine. inflammation and shit. But like it wasn't until th- like I got diagnosed with that and I really was like, I really got to clean up my act that oh, I became yeah. so acutely aware that I'm like, oh no, food is my drug. That's not even cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a, what a, there's nothing 
better to motivate you than some sort of like illness yeah like that you just have to i mean i cannot i have nothing to compare no, the to the time clock yours. of like i could be dead right exactly i should feel that way like i feel like i should feel that way <laughs> like my mother and her aunt died at the same age of the same type of cancer oh no and i feel like so there's part of me with i'm like that with my accomplishments i'm like that with my career where i'm like well i'm gonna be dead at 34 so i have to i have to get all this done because i'm gonna i have nine years left and i always feel that way i feel like i can't have kids really yeah i feel like i can't have kids until i turn 35 do you want kids i want kids so bad uh see i feel like i can't have kids because of my disease but oh oh, and for a variety of reasons but i also don't want kids oh like i staunchly it went from me being like well you know like one day i'll want kids to being like well if the right person wanted kids and then i was like no no i don't want kids yeah which is great yeah i think it took a long time for me to admit that because it's so the opposite of the norm so i was like am i lying to myself do i really yeah because it's it's much more it makes sense for a woman to want kids it's in our biology yeah it's inconvenient yeah is that literally still it's a thing for you though you're like i'm not having kids till i'm 35 i don't know it's tough i mean was it can i ask it was it breast cancer um i mean i think technically it became she had hodgkin's lymphoma Uh, so it was like fucking everywhere everywhere yeah so it's like yeah they they like lopped off a boob but by that point (laughs) but by then it was just like yeah that's like the worst way to it's so harsh uh, come on yeah you could have left the boob yeah i mean you know just just, give me my tits man yeah it's just it's yeah it's so it's tough and it's part of the reason i have i'm not really religious anymore is because like well i mean th- I just, that's the reason i'm not religious is like de- death yeah because <laughs> death yeah no i mean like i i have yeah. like a horrifying amount of like dead friends i'm from alaska oh, yeah. so it's just like mental illness and just genuinely crazy people and drugs and a million things yeah. but yeah i hit a wall so where dark. i was like i, I don't if there is a god like i don't he doesn't seem that cool yeah <laughs> it's like maybe he's there but like it seems like he's like doesn't care yeah so which oh, is hard it's so hard yeah like if you've gone through trauma it's really tough to and i again i feel like even i don't feel like mine compares to yours at all oh my god are you kidding um, i feel like i don't want to like value you don't have to, things also, differently like, the idea to but like I compare also, trauma which i think a lot of comedians do that they'll like yeah late night diner conversations of people trying to like out tragedy well, each what other. I did. yeah seriously and it's like everyone's trauma is relative like yeah but it's i mean true but also i mean i can't imagine like losing a mother yeah i mean it's it was one of those things where like it's it's just been it happened when i was eight and it's just affected me consistently i told my grandma this like a few months ago where i was like when am i gonna be like past it okay yeah Yeah, like when am i gonna be when is it not gonna be i'm like i'm fine i don't think about it every day all the time but when am i gonna stop finding issues with me that trace back to that that. yeah no it's there's a god i have stuff like that too with like different issues you know where you just go okay well this is the cause of it but like at what point like is this just destroyed me forever that this is always going to be a thing that fucking sucks yeah yeah well we were talking about briefly before we started like the abandonment thing and being afraid and like staying in bad situations relationships because you just don't want to feel the pain of losing somebody and it's not even so much about that person it's just your own losing you you don't want to have that pain again that's like that like oh things go away forever and i think that a lot of times especially with um like deaths of parents at a young age it doesn't get enough credibility is not the right word but like that is a form of abandonment even though it's not yes. like an intentional and i i think that 
that isn't brought to the attention of the people affected as much as it should be. Right. I just figured that out in therapy this year where I was like, Oh, that's why I'm, I was like, why am I afraid of being abandoned? Nobody left me. I mean, somebody broke up with me in college, but no, like no, who hasn't been broken up with? Yeah, like it's part of it life. shouldn't be this intense fear of like keeping crippling. people. Yeah. It's crippling of like keeping people at a distance for the first few months of knowing them or dating them or whatever. Yeah. And like, it's happened with every relationship I've ever been in. Like when I start dating somebody, I try to like call things off a couple times. Yeah. Because I'm just like, well, if it's not going to be good, if it's not going to be worth it, I'm not going to If it's not perfect, why am I going to... Yeah, I'm not going to hurt. And then like just coming coming to a point where you're like okay well now i'm completely all in super hard yeah and then once it but then ends you're like, like now i'm all in now i'm all in and i can't i have to make it work and then knowing you have to get out but just knowing how bad it's gonna feel and how abandoned you're gonna feel, like it just like you were talking about it all like comes back up for you every time and i realized yeah. that this year going through a breakup where i was talking to my therapist about it and i was like I was like, I, I just feel like every time I break up with somebody that I loved, it's like my mom's dead again. Yes. Which is great. I was like, I feel like any relationships I've been telling guys, like, I just need someone to take care of me. Like, and I take care of the other person pretty, pretty yeah, well. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good at it's it. It's like, tell me it's okay. And like, sometimes yeah. pick dinner for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like I need <laughs> that back, but it's, it's so like, it's so personal where like, if I don't take care of my boyfriend, for a day he's not gonna be like oh she doesn't love me he's but it's but gonna, the opposite but for me i feel that way where i'm like, <gasps> like somebody doesn't text me back in like fucking yeah. and it's and i am now at least ahead of it enough to know like okay this is your abandonment stuff getting triggered it's not mm -hmm. necessarily real but it doesn't stop that like crippling anxiety of like <gasps> are they dead or are they yes. never coming back just be i mean oh my god yeah most people aren't gonna like especially given my history of dating people in this same industry <laughs> as me it's like they're not gonna just disappear forever without saying anything they have yeah. to run into you but my brain is like they didn't answer are they just gonna like go away forever and my oh. brain because that's i mean that's what like my that's what happened to me is like with my your dad. dad yeah yeah he just like went away forever so which i like, cannot wrap my head around like that's so when it in took a me, public place too yeah like, that's when so it's nice. like your it joke about it's very funny thank but, you oh my god it took me a long time to realize i didn't even know how traumatic that was because it was just really? buried you know and i didn't talk about it for years my mom didn't even really know what happened partially because she was like so drunk at the time but like oh my god um but yeah that i had i once woke up in the bed of a guy i was dating it was his bed in his house he wasn't there because he couldn't sleep so he's out in the living room but my immediate reaction was like he left me in his bed <laughs> like he's he was like you, you can have the house <laughs> yeah like what <laughs> but it's just crazy what your brain does to you have you read about attachment theory no <gasps> oh you gotta go like there's a book called attached and it talks all about the different ways they used to think it just stemmed from how you were parented but there's like they think it's just deeper and partly maybe just in our biology but there's different ways people attach and when you start reading about it you start seeing how you attach versus like someone who's secure there's oh. like secure and then there's anxious which is like the Wait, maybe i have read a little bit about you, this it's probably popped up somewhere it's probably popped up like somewhere but i don't recall stuff, it like yeah or avoidant and then there's disorganized which is like both anxious and avoidant which i realized yes. i have and i'm like oh blah, whoa woof oh where it's God. like i hate you don't leave me like oof. i think maybe i have some of that yeah but 
I'm only part of the way through, but it seems to be starting to get into like what you can do to sort of counteract. You can't like stop the way your brain works, but to try to find things to hold on to, to keep you from going down those like bad patterns that like, Oh, I mean, I was listening to this book and this somehow never occurred to me because there have been a couple relationships. I mean, I was, I'm, like was a serial monogamist same yeah. for far too long and it was always it always hit like the same amount of time and sometimes it was just relationships i shouldn't have been in mm-hmm. but there's at least two where i thought that i had this like sixth sense of like this person is acting like they're they love me but like i can sense that like something's wrong this book started talking about attachment issues and i was like oh my god there was nothing wrong that was all in my brain oh my god like, yeah they, and i fucking blindsided them because i was like i have to get out of this yeah and it's like a realizing that some things are completely false yeah but then it's also like okay well do i just assume everything's false that seems stupid but then you feel crazy because your feelings i don't know this isn't that this probably isn't my dad's quote but it's something he said to me growing up where he was like feelings are real but they're not always accurate yes where it's like where that's from a hundred percent what you feel is valid that doesn't mean it's coming from a, it's not it's not reaction it's not true. to like a true thing yeah like you can be like having a feeling because of some trauma like because of your childhood like yes. your mom like whatever when i did it's just i started i'm sort of seeing someone now and they have what i i know oh my god what 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 i guess the book would label as like a very secure attachment god help me i hope he doesn't listen to this because like fun. he's like he's very healthy yeah and it's just yeah. like he doesn't have a problem expressing how he feels and like he makes me feel okay when I, cause I'll get like apologetic about being like, I, I hope I'm not texting you too much. I haven't done yeah. that in a while, but he's very like reassuring. Yeah. And the things that I sometimes am like, Oh, this is going to be such a burden. Mm. And they're all very normal things like yeah. a ride from the airport or like, oh God, yeah. Where like oh. I Ubered to his, or I Ubered to a show or something and he ended up like coming there and came and took me back to his house. And in the morning I was like, well, I'll just Uber home. And he's like, I'll give you a ride home. And I was like, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> like, oh, and it's like, yeah, he's it's like, he's someone who like, if he likes someone, it's not a big deal to tell them. You don't have to get like crazy about it. And there've yeah. even been moments where it's calm and I'm trying to get used to that where I'm like, he's going to think I'm boring. I must really? seem so boring. And it's like, no, he's just calm. He's not going, she's not entertaining me. I guess I don't yeah. ever want to see her again. <laughs> and I'm like, is he, is he an entertainment? Yes. <clears throat> do you, I don't know. How I'll, t- I'll tell you, you tell later. later. Okay. Uh, but, and it's still in this like sort of let's not jump into anything, which I'm good about now. Yeah. I also realized in that conversation, I'm just making this, I'm like, <laughs> my therapist didn't get enough of this today. <laughs> um this is great i love it well here's the thing i realized is that uh in the beginning dating phases of a relationship when we're in that gray area i get an anxiety of like i don't know what this is and for some reason my past relationships i've thought oh if we just make this official Mm. that'll ease my brain i'll feel better it doesn't make me feel better Mm. like so i'm like oh that's something else so that came up with him where i was like look Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I'm feeling insecure about this like gray area situation because I don't know how much to give whatever but i also don't want to dive in so it was just like a very Mm. let me take a day or two to sort out my crazy brain yeah and he was fine with it but it was weird realizing oh boy have i just been like if we just barrel through this weirdness that'll make it better yeah i'm not sure about this let's be together like what (sighs) yeah that's so tough i have a similar thing where i get anxious in the beginning of relationships and it's why i try to bail because i'm like well if I don't know what's going, if I don't know for, if I'm not a hundred percent sure this is going, somewhere. it must be not it. Yes. And I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to look back. I've never been the type of person that's like, I have to experience everything. I'm just like, no, I know who I am. I know what I want to do. Don't I'm waste my efficient. time. Yeah. Don't waste my time. I, I just like, you know, I've done things where I go back to certain situations. I know I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the hardest part when it's over is always like, God, I wasted so much time. No. Anytime a relationship ends, it's Anytime. like trying to find the nuggets of like, okay, why was this not a total waste of time? Cause yeah. that it's like on top of everything else, it's like you fucking stole time from me. Yes. And when I'm in a relationship, I generally am like, and it's, I'm sure it's attached to like codependence and shit, but I'm like, yeah. I give so much in a relationship yes. that I'm like the things I could have been getting done. Yeah. And then it's i mean all the breakfasts i made you yes. and i could have been updating my calendar are you kidding me yeah. also just like i'm sure you notice this with uh coming in or out of relationships but like the if someone were to like somehow have like an algorithm chart of my career like just to like throughout how long i've been doing it the the massive upticks as soon as i get out of a relationship where i just like yes. oh oh, that's where my productivity went. Or uh-huh. it's just like, oh, I guess I'll just write four scripts and produce a show. Yeah. Because, and then I'm like, what was I just picking my nose and staring at someone <laughs> and being like, I guess this is love. Like, oh my God, I know. Like I I was in back-to-back like three relationships, yeah. three and a half, uh, for like four years and then realized from the time I was 19 to 23 and then I was like, oh, I need to be single for like a year. Yeah. And that year was the, the most productive. You got in my career. so much shit. I got so much done. I got so many opportunities and maybe that was just, you know, time. Yeah, you like, maybe it's a coincidence, but also, but also maybe it's because I had to go sit alone at Barnes and Noble and write more. Yeah. You're like, because you're like, I got to film my day. Cause there's nobody focus. here. Yeah. Cause relationships, I mean, as wonderful, even wonderful ones are a distraction. Wait, it's like it, I mean, it is work, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and it, you shouldn't be like, this is another day at the office, yeah. but it's like, you're putting your time into something, which means less time is going toward other things, which like yeah. is fine if you're good at balancing and if you're happy, whatever, like that's great. Yeah. But it is, which doesn't make me feel any better. It just makes me more resentful about the time. I was like, imagine yeah. where I'd be if I never dated you. Oh, and you're like, I know. But that's not, and you can't No, And yeah. then you think about all the bits you got from that relationship, uh, which, mwah, oh, uh. so many bits. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Great. It is incredible. How well, many like, bits. Thank you for that. You yeah. did give me something. Oh, I got two closers and my new opening chunk out of one guy. I was like, that was well worth it. Oh my God. That's pain. amazing. Yeah. I have yeah. like a hot, like, 
I think a saw. I have a new hour, and I think at least a third of it is all like from a breakup. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. See, that's the part of you that this is what's so great about being a stand-up is that anytime something horrible happens to you, after you get over the initial shock of it, you're like, well, at least I can write about yeah, it. At least I can channel this into something worthwhile. Yeah, we're like, at least I can make money. Like, I've been trying to really lean into doing dead mom jokes more because I'm headlining, so I'm doing longer sets, and I feel like I have the time to to like get them back if I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. But I've just started like, I for a while I was like, I got to figure out how to make everybody comfortable so nobody feels bad for me and make it clear that I'm fine. And now I'm just mad on stage. Like, if they don't, if they only give it a little bit, or people seem like, oh. Like kind of like like, that's not gonna bring her back yeah i just that's what i say i go if you guys don't laugh she died for nothing so so great you know that's on you guys like i'm up here making lemonade all right like Like, i'm crushing it yeah like i'm i'm making the most of a shitty situation and you guys are not letting me do that because i mean anybody who's been through trauma of any kind knows like yeah let's be funny about it because it's cathartic and why not makes it it's the only way to make it better yeah Yeah. it's it's very healing i mean i think that's why a lot of people end up in comedy but also i don't want to say like everyone in comedy is fucked up but a lot of people go to comedy as a release so Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i might as well try to laugh about it yeah and the amount of people who come up to me and say like oh i i loved that you did that i'm like yeah that's who i did it for you right there. yeah thank you yeah yeah the stuff when i do like darker stuff where I talk about mental health or like mm-hmm. my own shit. So, yeah. It's the same thing as where like, sometimes not everyone's on board, but every once in a while it's fucking hot where yeah. you're like, this is it. And that's what people remember. They're not going to remember your waxing joke. Like yeah, they're going to remember stuff that like touch. And like when I talk about my rheumatoid yeah. arthritis or like depression and people come up or abandonment and they're like, thank you for saying that. And that really spoke to me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a clown. It's weird to be like, <laughs> that's what I do it for. But it yeah. is the best part of, but then I'm like, oh, do I lean in more to that? Because it does feel good to get validated about real shit. And then it's like, oh, let me do more. A thing I've run into is there's a couple people who book like TV stuff and they've heard some of my dark shit. And when I'll send them like, here's a set for the thing you're looking for. They're yeah. like, this is great. I know that you have some dark, like <laughs> I've had people turn things down. Like, look, if this was just a regular comic, literally someone going like regular comic, sit in a regular late night set this is great but i know that you have these dark stories that you make so funny and i like i want people to see that and i'm like oh wow hey can they see that next time or yeah just like do i have to <laughs> well i think that's also a luxury of getting headlining sets is mixing that stuff in a so that mm-hmm. like if it tanks you can like backpedal out yeah but also with short sets it's so easy for and i mean I don't like to get caught up in worrying about it, but like people to reduce you to whatever your set was about. Mm. Or it's like if I do five minutes of jokes on my butthole, people are going to be like, it's a butthole. <laughs> you know, but like if yeah. I, if I do, um, let me work out this one bit about being abandoned. People are like, have you seen that abandonment comic? And it's like, I don't want to be the, yeah. this, the depression girl or the, what can you do? I know. That's why in LA, I almost feel like I got to switch it up. Yeah, when you're going I'm like don't try to brand me yeah exactly you're like oh if i do too many relationship jokes people are just gonna think that's all i talk about or, like we get it depending on who's that's what i hate about la is that there's so much for me at least in my weaker moments adjusting my material for who's in the room yeah for like oh, well who's watching i need to yeah. make sure they i want to get over that i will say the late night sets at the comedy store have helped me a lot with that but also I'm not as insane anywhere in LA as I am 
I just don't give a fuck at all there with yeah. like, not, not that I don't give a fuck about doing well, but like the boundaries or the like, let me not be too, yeah. let me try to be, you know, likable to all. And I just fucking go nuts, which is a nice freedom, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that thing I've so recently passed her. I've only done like a couple paid yeah. spots cause I'm never in town. Yeah. Um, but both times I've gone, you know, you've been up at like 1130 midnight and you're like, Oh, this, this is cool. Like this actually feels like productive. Like we're getting stuff done and like you have to feel really comfortable with yourself. Yeah. It's made me, yeah. It's in like the forces OR you to be yeah. comfortable with just whatever's going on around you. Yes. Which I think is so beneficial to all of, you know, like the stand up as a, like a package as a whole thing. Yeah. Which is tough for me because I'm, I pride myself on being very like meticulous where, you know, like yeah, the, the comic I love the most growing up was like Maria Bamford who <laughs> it like really gets everything down. Who's not like a crowd work riff. No, it's lady. just like, boom, boom, boom. Here are the punches. Have you ever yeah. sat with her and like worked on jokes? No, she does a thing oh every gosh. once in a while. I where like She's my hero. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. she like tweeted once and I guess she does it regularly, but she's like, is anyone in Highland park? And I was like, I am. Yes. And I just sat and she just like rattled jokes and she's like, I don't really, I don't need notes. I don't need, I just want to like work out the beats with just one person. That's so amazing. Which I was like, that's so fucking cool that she did that. Oh my God. I can't wait. Can't you, I'm so excited to be like good enough and well-known enough that like younger comics will just come to me in Highland Park and and sit at my feet and Hi, I'm doing my own (laughs) open mic for myself in my (laughs) living room. Would anyone like to attend? Yeah. Like whenever people I respect go like, hey, that was really funny. And it's like, you know, it's like nothing to them. They're just like, hey, it was really good. When you have to try to like be cool, like like, we're just peers here. (laughs) You're right. That was very funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But like I I also get that thing where I go like, oh, that's going to be cool. 20 years from now that you'll be that to have somebody. enough clout that you can go hey good set and people are gonna go they told me i had a good set. yeah isn't that amazing yeah it is it's incredible like i mean i told who was i talking to? oh i told best selling this because best selling oh, is so like she's so so good i have like a huge comedy crush on her like it's embarrassing every time i'm on a show with her i have to like message her afterward and be like that joke was so good and you're it's a hero so awesome. and, and uh it's really it's not cool at all i can't be around her but she <laughs> she was somebody like i watched when i was you know kind of starting out because she's you know however many years ahead of me five or something yeah, yeah. i don't even know um but she was doing like late night sets that i watched when i was pretty young and I love when i go on the road now and there are local female comics who've been doing it like, you know, a year or two who come up and go like, oh my gosh, I watched your Tonight Show. I watched your Conan. I watched your Netflix thing. Like, uh, I'm, you're like a big inspiration for me because you make me feel like that. I can do it. Cause like, and it's part of it is I'm really young. And so they're like, oh, I'm your age. Like, you know, and it's, a, it's also just being a woman. And that's how I felt about yeah. best selling, you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so good. And she like, isn't she's like younger and she's just so like smart and polished and and yeah and like a real person a real person and i think i messaged her that on instagram where i was just like i always think about you when that happens to me on the road of like because that's how i feel about you and she's like oh that's so nice and i was like okay i have to leave before i throw up (laughs) oh god Um, i'm crying in my hotel i'm crying in my hotel bye uh (laughs) i love that yeah because i'm sure that happens to you too where you get like 
newer female comics especially yeah. when you reach out about you know people opening for you and stuff and they get like it's so cool to get to open for you be on a show with you and you're like it is yeah no i'm like i oh one yeah. but okay yeah, yeah i just try to do that because like whatever I, I i don't know some people are still so backwards about fucking women and shit and i'm like well whatever but yeah no it is cool having going like oh my god there's people who look up to me yeah because oh. i feel like i'm just you feel like you're it's the like, only why? one looking yeah. up i know why that's yeah. how i feel too i'm just like oh you got to get better yeah i don't know what i'm doing either so yeah. uh, hang in there that's yeah. why i feel when people try to like film my sets at clubs or something i always i never go like hey stop doing that i'm working i don't have the self-esteem for that i'm just like hey don't waste Nobody your battery <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm literally no one like or people will be like can we take a picture with you and i'm like just as so long as you silly. know it's worthless you may take as many photos as you want Aww. i don't want you going in with a false sense of like looks this is gonna be somebody i don't want you to think anyone's gonna be impressed yeah. by this but like you're so great it's so funny like just yeah having fans is like yeah. a weird concept well being at this level is weird because yeah. you you do feel like you're still nobody yeah but there are also people who follow your stuff like who come to your shows and like we've been following you since this time thing yeah. or whatever and you're like okay i i'm not as good as i want to be yet so part of you is almost like don't look at me yet yeah no i'm, I'm like i don't i don't want to be somewhere where everyone can see me because i'm yeah. not ready yet like, yeah yeah fuck. oh i was sick to my stomach waiting for the netflix thing to really come out. oh yeah and just because you're like this is gonna put so many more eyes on me this mm -hmm. is people are gonna see that and go this is it's also just like the scary thing about putting out any fucking sets is like people are gonna make well that's who you are as a comedian it doesn't change at all and it's because that's fucking what people think they see one set and they're like well you're either funny or you're not to me and that's that yeah i did my uh. conan set and i was like i want it to be totally clean and i don't want any relationship jokes in it because it was my first like late night TV. set so you're like i don't want to be reduced yeah it wasn't to... my first tv but it was my first late oh, night yeah, yeah, set. Yeah. and my late night set felt really important and like last comic standings not online like adam divine's house parties i don't think you yeah, can like find no it. one's searching for yeah but that was something i'm like this is be something like clubs use and i was like i just want to do something nobody can object to on any level yeah that they can't be like she's too dirty or it's the same yeah. thing or like but now people will look me up and sometimes i get messages where they go i love that you're not you don't swear and you're not filthy and you're not and i was like you've seen 10 minutes yeah. of my stand-up you don't know who i am right now um i'm not totally clean anymore uh ooh. i was at one point yeah ooh. oh my god it's like hannah montana and miley cyrus <laughs> oh my god yeah my friend <laughs> dustin niggerson says that that's so to me sometimes he's like you're my he's like you're going full miley right now i was like all right you're such a dad with that reference. Like, i'm not lighting anything on fire relax yeah i'm not wearing like a, a weed leotard or whatever she was doing um <laughs> but yeah i i it's tough to feel like people are pigeonholing you but yeah. liking you because of the pigeonhole yeah and, and then you're like Ugh, i'm not gonna i might should I tell you them down yeah. yeah well that's always been a thing with like all of the material I have that's like late night friendly. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm, I don't have anything now that I'm crazy about mm -hmm. that also would work. And I have this like, and I'm sure it's a lot of just like excuses for like why I'm not trying harder for late night or why I don't have late night or whatever. But like, I'll go like, well, I don't want someone to see a clean late night set yeah. and they're going to be really upset. Cause that's not who I am. And then yeah. I, this is like, what I think is integrity and I'm sure it's just rooted in my own like self like uh sabotage bullshit but it's like yeah. I don't want to be untrue to who I am and it's like okay it's I not can, being untrue I have plenty of material I, that I'm not dirty in that I yeah. do all the time why am I pretending it's like 
I don't know. If I can't call someone a cunt on TV, is it worth it? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a hundred percent self sabotage. Yeah, that's just being afraid. Oh, I'm so afraid to pursue it or like, even do well, it. What if they say no? I'll just never try. Yeah, or Ugh. if they say yes, and then you have to actually go do it. Which, like, who? You're so brave. Yeah, the best part is just getting it, and then once you get it, you're like, well, damn it. You're like, oh no, this is not gonna be, you know, as great. Like, I really tried. Um, when I did the tonight show, cause with Conan, I felt really ready to do it. Cause I'd been like trying to get it for a couple years. Yeah. You're like working out that specific set. Yeah. And, like- oh, and it was like a dream come true and it went great, but I was so not present during it. Cause you were like, I was like, I was like floating above my body. And oh so, my God, amazing. Yeah. So when I did the tonight show, I was like, I, I want to really enjoy this one. Like, I just want to go out and have fun. Cause at the end of the day, like you're just doing stand up. Yeah. It's like, it's just a set. It's just a set, but you like put it all in your head. Where you're like, what is telling me? And it's like, yeah. just go do it. You know what you're doing. And I enjoyed that one so much more. You looked like you're having so much fun in that. Oh, I was like, this you. is great. She seems relaxed. Cause so many people don't. Right. And it's like, yeah. well, you, I can, I can only imagine like the way people get in their heads about like, Oh my God, it's late night. And it's like, at some point in the past, a late night set would have, could have like theoretically catapulted you but it's like best case scenario it might go viral and it's gonna be like just another thing in the million things that you're doing but like yes it's what late night set goes viral yeah no it's also like nobody we all get so nervous it's not like anyone's late night set has ever been like blown up like five million views of like this is the worst late night set in history actually but i think there is one oh there that's is actually titled that <laughs> and it's I like yeah that's everyone's fear is that it's gonna be like what a fool yeah yeah like, but it's yeah that's what you're afraid of you're afraid you're gonna get these awful comments it's like worst case scenario look at the comments anyway yeah it's like god i can't imagine looking at the comments ever i know do you do it no of course oh, not fuck i, I don't even myself. watch the somebody Oh, when Kelsey, Kelsey Cook, who does the Tonight Show, who does, does the Tonight Show, who <laughs> does that too. the, that too, uh, who Self does Self Helpless with me, um, she was, she watched her Tonight Show <gasps> set a couple times afterward and was like, kind of going like, oh, I could have done this better. And I said, why are you watching Don't watch it? it no. And she was like, you didn't watch like your Conan set? I was like, no. I watched it one time that night and it was excruciating and and I just tried to watch it so I could go, hey, you did it. Like, yeah, to appreciate that you like check yeah like got it done yeah no but you don't watch it more than once you're gonna not alone go crazy yeah because you're always gonna find you're always gonna have new tags you're gonna be like i could have done this better i look nervous i do that like you're gonna nitpick yeah. we're our worst critics yeah. god someone once tried to put my album on in front of me What's in that? a car oh, like put my on comedy album I was, like, and I, was, I was like is in front of me an app no no like in their car <laughs> they're like <laughs> It, I, i'm not even gonna say it was it was a comedian they're like let's listen to your album and i was like what? turn this off stop no who did that to you i want them killed it, it was josh nasser yeah uh, anyway. makes sense <laughs> and then and then he tried to give me a tag for, for on your joke, album on the album i was like no these are done these are finished jokes turn it off please for the love of god i was like that's the worst story i've ever heard <laughs> anyway uh shout out to josh nasser anyway um we've derailed the road let's, the road let's, yeah let's, let's just get, get to that yeah well because i'm we were talking about living places um and being comfortable the apartment we moved into which i'm being crazy about like we moved in it's wednesday we moved in monday literally i'd be like I'm laid done. out for a week and be like i can't 
I can't do anything. I moved. I'm very impressed. Oh my gosh. Oh, I was like, well, I mean, the first day we got there, I was like, we're painting today. Like we're uh, getting it all done. Like he was such, he's like the best. He was up with me until like 3am, like painting a bookcase. Oh. And I'm just like, you don't have to. He's like, I was like, but could you reach up there? You don't have to, but if you don't but mind, if you don't mind. Um, but if you're up here, like, oh my gosh, it was, yeah. And then yesterday was rough cause we didn't sleep that much and I had to go to that thing. And, um, I just like, I was like, I just want everything done. He's like, we don't need to do everything like the first day. Like we, we can get it done here. throughout the week or whatever. And I was like, I was like, I know, but I have to get on a red eye Sunday night <laughs> and then I'm gone again for a week. And, um, I would like to come home and everything's done. Like, I just like, just want to come home to a home. Yeah. Which is so crazy, but, but also you know. it's done now. So I feel great. <laughs> um, but I was right. Yeah. Well, because I mean, we're home this week, but it kind of takes a week to like settle in usually. Yeah, like if I don't get it done, it's going to be like, how long are there going to be unpacked boxes? Cause I'm just like, quote on the road all the time. And exactly. I just want to bust it out. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not on the road this weekend. I'm in so Ontario. Busy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm headlining Ontario this weekend and that'll be a drive. I mean, that's like an hour drive or whatever. So, and it's a big chunk of time at night. Yeah. So it's taking away. From- yeah. And you know, how headlining is like, if you have two shows that night and you got a headline, you kind of don't want to do that much yeah, you're during like, the day. I need to just save my energy. energy, at least for me. Cause I'm not that good yet. Oh my um, God. You're great. But thank you. But I think that's for everybody. Yeah, for sure. And then Sunday I have to do my last show and then I have to take a red eye to Florida. Then I have to like, good God. Do a Where show in Florida Monday. are you going? Um, I'm opening for Joel McHale at the CFE arena. It's US, UCF. I was gonna be like, USF? That's my school. USF? Is it, is it that? I don't, I mean, no, what used to be called the Sundome. It's probably CF. CFE is probably Central Florida. Okay. I don't know. It is, it is a school home i think it's usf i think it is actually oh that's gonna be fun i think it is i think it's like that's like i'm destroyed for colleges because the only college i've done is my own and it was at homecoming and it's an arena yeah like i think that's what this is yeah i was like i don't know somewhere around six thousand people so it's like you hear like these horror stories like it was 3 p.m in a cafeteria and i was like i got them to chant I was like, they were screaming. They loved me. Oh, I've done so many cafeteria shows oh, that for me. And like to just open for somebody else. I think I'm doing like 30 minutes before. That's great. And I'm like, that'll be very easy. But I have to, in order to get there in time, I have to fly in like the night before Fuck. and then be there. And then I got to fly back on Tuesday. And then actually my family like planned a family trip. We've never taken a family Yay. trip. We're taking a family trip to Mexico. Like, tuesday so i'm flying back and then getting on another and then getting on another plane and oh it's just gosh. like and my boyfriend's going to london that day so it's like there's gonna be a lot of trips back and forth to lax wow. so i'm like and then i'm gone and then i'm back for three days and then i go on tour with the conan stuff so it's like i'm barely home yeah like, i have to take a red eye um thanksgiving to get to pittsburgh like it's just nonstop until january so starting in january like i told my agent you know like we had like two or three weekends booked like january through april and i was like okay that's done like that chunk of time is booked yeah that's booked i can't do any more yeah because if i keep leaving every weekend and coming home for two days at a time i'm gonna lose my mind like earlier this year again i was i was traveling so much and i just lost it I got to a point where I went to the improv for a show and I got there like 30 minutes early and I sat in my car and then it, it, the time just kept ticking by and it got to be about like 10 minutes before the show. And I was just like, 
uncontrollably sobbing like having oh a horrifying panic attack like could not calm down like, i want to go home want to go home couldn't do it was just like you can't go in and do seven minutes you suck like and i just had to go home i was supposed to fly to alabama the next day Fuck. i had gotten home like 24 hours before and i just like had to call my college agent there were a few times i had to call my college agent and be like i can't go to i'm dying. alabama tomorrow yeah. like i can't go to florida tomorrow there was once i flew home for literally like 20 hours i flew home i got in at like you know 6 p.m yeah i spent the night there and then the next day i had to fly out at like 8 p.m i've had a couple days like that and it's, it's like, what and, and then a lot of people are like why would you plan it like that i'm like there was no other way to do it yeah because i'm trying to live my dream and make money like what yeah, do you mean like, i i don't know a workaholic i don't know like yes workaholism i'm i'm such a workaholic yeah i don't know sometimes i'm like is this burying somebody one of the listeners asked because they were like as workaholics because i was like i don't know if she uh, calls herself a workaholic we did an episode on it for self-helpless and when we did it we went to a workaholics anonymous meeting really we did and coming out of it kelsey and delaney were like oh we're workaholics and i was like i don't know if i am and then like they're like to, but this meeting sure wasted my time <laughs> cut to like a month and a half later where i'm canceling two weeks of like shows because like, breaking down. i have a mental breakdown yeah um and i was like oh you guys i think i might actually be where you just feel like you have to do everything yeah it's like i can't say, say no yes to, to things yeah it's like this i don't know if it's a fear because we're in like a creative thing if it's like well eventually people are gonna stop asking me yes so i have to say yes to everything and it's still been hard for me to be like there are things i should 100 percent say no to yeah and also be like i'm um i'm sorry and it's like i don't i don't need to drive an hour to your free bar show no and getting comfortable canceling that was a yes huge thing where it's like year. it's okay to take a night off especially i mean i still have trouble with it when it's not even paid sets and it's like what are you doing yeah and then uh and also just not having to because like with the store i like i'll call in avails when i'm in town but it's like oh you cannot call in for every night yeah like i don't do have you call to in call for every night that you're in town i did for a while yeah wow yeah uh, there were sometimes you'd post and you're like i'm there thursday through sunday I was yeah like, oh or my it's gosh. like and sometimes it's like i sometimes i'd call in being like well just give them the option they'll give me a few nights and it's i mean it's, it's something i'm very grateful for but it's like they would give me every night and i'm yeah. like oh i guess i guess i'm there every night which i like in the moment being on stage i love that but then it's like oh i don't have yesterday i woke up and i looked at my calendar and there was nothing and i was mm. like oh my god who am i <laughs> and then the worst is like i can finally write my pilot and i'm like wait i'm booking so much stuff i just am not doing my own work what's happening yeah well yeah the the whole learning how to schedule days for nothing is so hard so hard i have literally had multiple therapists be like multiple too but then be like it's like give your schedule two hours yeah, just doing nothing and i'm like i won't make it yeah 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 and learning to see the benefit of taking a break because mm -hmm. it's like am i really gonna feel better i'm just gonna like feel shitty yeah no you are but you do but it might take a while that was the other thing is i realized oh you can't let it get to the point where you have to take a week off to feel okay yeah it's you like know you gotta find balance you gotta find balance like when i had that that kind of like meltdown earlier this year and I was trying to get on Lexapro and it was horrible. And then I had to get off of it. And then it was like, well, cause then it's like, I was sleeping like 15 hours a day. It was, Jesus yeah, Christ. I like couldn't do anything. I was exhausted. And I, I, I was just like, 
oh, I can't keep going like this. I have to really look at my calendar and be careful. And then I had a few months where I was going really hard again. Yeah, where it's like, I'm going to start taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep saying yes to everything. Yeah, then you just keep saying yes to everything. Well, I can't cancel these things. I have to do it. And um, when I did, but when I had the Tonight Show date, I was like, okay, after the Tonight Show, I'm taking like two and a half weeks off. And I think I did one show in that two and a half weeks because I had to. Good for you. Um, But other than that, I was like, I'm taking two and a half weeks. And then I hit the ground running again for like two weeks after that. And then I like went to Maine with my boyfriend. I met his family for a full week with like no cell service in like August, like after. And I I was like, I just took a break. I shouldn't do this. But after I I got back from that, I was like, Oh my gosh, I finally miss stand up again. You're like, I'm refreshed. I want to do it. I don't feel like I'm like, I have to go get on stage again. Yeah. Oh, the, like the dreading doing the thing you love more than, which it's like, Anything wait, why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy because yeah, I keep being like, I'm going to, when I got, I got home from Europe in like early October and I was like telling myself when I get home in October, I'm not scheduling anything. Yeah. That immediately that first week I did the like call in for all the spots. How you were gone in Europe for what? Two months? Yes. I looked at your calendar i looked at your post about doing it. i don't know how you did that i don't know either. i don't know how you were just gone for two months it was it was so fun i loved it and getting to do the show i did at edinburgh was fun because it was it was not stand-up i did like a whole different right yeah which was cool and then if i were to have done it better and cared for myself more <laughs> I would have taken a break after Edinburgh before going straight into like stand up in Europe. Yeah. But I just was like, keep going. Yeah. I'm already over here. Yeah. Like well, I have to, I didn't have to. Yeah. But and you, and there's all that time to prep for Edinburgh. Yeah. So you have to oh, factor I was in, a in spiral of, cause yeah. like the show I did was so, I mean, I'm not, it was so, it was so complicated. There were so many parts. Like there was yeah. a, there's a video playing the whole time. And then I'm on stage. Like my movements are de- like dependent on the video and it's just like so much prep so much editing i was out of my mind like losing it i have a friend who has a whole editing bay who was helping me i was sleeping on his floor like at 2 a.m i'd be like i'm just gonna take a little nap oh my god <laughs> leading up to edinburgh and there were like a couple times where i'm like i'm just gonna quit or i'm gonna yeah i might jump out the window yeah and he's like you need to relax i'm like i can't relax and it was such an emotional show because it was very it was about a very personal experience that like mm-hmm. i was like oh man if i went this insane and then nobody like even cares or comes to see this oh yeah oh that pressure of like oh no yeah i can't imagine I don't know. I love the idea of doing Edinburgh, but I'm like, that's so long to be gone. It's so and long. And it's like to put on a show every night that you also have to promote and like get people out. To, I mean, that just sounds it's insane. like such an endeavor. I loved it. I had fun. It was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. And I went wanting to do specifically something different. Like it was more, it was sor- sort of like a creative challenge to myself because um oh the question someone had asked about like workaholism had been like how do you get things done because i'll get 80 percent in and i'm like oh i work all the time there are, i there's so many things i don't finish yeah but like this was on a time crunch so i'm like oh now i have to finish this yeah so it was forcing me to finish something besides stand-up bits right but which and the thing about stand-up too is like there's really no deadline on it like yeah, if you like, want a new joke it you write it because you want it yeah it's like you're just constantly growing yeah you can always like 
punch something up you can like take something that was yeah. old and retag it yeah you ever go into a night going like i'm just gonna focus on my movements tonight yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna, just gonna try work to connect on, yeah i'm just gonna work on my crowd work which is just like a lazy way of going i haven't written anything in a yeah, while i don't like my other shit either yeah. <laughs> yeah. that weird interim of like i don't like my old stuff but i haven't written enough to make up for that yeah. i'm gonna work on how i take the mic out of the stand yeah <laughs> that really i never pay attention to that because i'm so busy working on material probably just being sloppy i'm gonna try to like make eye contact I'm going to just really bask in the pauses. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy, but I do need to set tiny goals like that to feel like I'm actually doing something. Because otherwise I'm like, oh, I'm just treading water. Yeah. Especially when it's like, if if I'm not running a brand new bit, I'm like. Or if I'm not making money. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just, what am I doing? Yeah. Yes. Fuck. Oh, I forget what the point of that was. I don't know. There's so much, like there's so many points you've made so far that I'm like, at any point I can keep responding to that last thing we talked about. I mean. I was talking about the secure, when you were talking about the guy you were seeing being more like healthy you're saying yeah. he's like a secure yeah. attachment um yeah that's been oh this is what i was gonna say and i've tried to do this on stage and it's kind of worked a couple times but um i need to flesh it out a little bit but like i legitimately at one point i i got like mad not even mad i just got like upset with my boyfriend because and i literally said, i was like i just feel like you're not worried about me dying <laughs> which is so nice like i was like i just don't because he's like i have a whole bit about him where i'm like like he just hasn't really he hasn't had like anything bad happen to him it's like it's probably has like a secure attachment where he's like yeah his parents are wonderful he doesn't live in a place where he thinks you're randomly gonna come in and be like i don't like you anymore no he doesn't well and i said that to him at one point i was like i just feel like you're not worried about me leaving at all yeah i was like i feel like (laughs) yeah i was like do you feel like you're just like like i'm like you're doing me a favor do you feel like i'm like lucky that you're here and he was like no what are you talking about and i was like okay just checking like <laughs> you're like nothing but i was like i feel i was like i feel like we should always be i just said this at one point i was like i feel like we should always be a little bit terrified that the other person is gonna leave because then it makes you take care of them better and he and i said that completely and he was like that's not healthy yeah and a few minutes like he was like i don't agree with that i don't think we should wake up terrified that we might leave each other like that doesn't seem right and i was like oh when you say it back yeah that does sound a little nuts but it made so much sense in my head of like yeah well, it's like yeah, it's you rational yeah i'm like i love you so much that i'm afraid you'll leave it's like that i feel like i have to do things to keep you here to make yeah. sure you still want to be here and i thought no i feel the same way i've always yeah. felt like that and just reading that book and being like oh there are people who can just love you without being scared at every moment yeah like it's gonna fall apart They're and just, it doesn't mean they love you less no it means it's like they're secure in who they are also just like they're totally aware that like they deserve love and like that's fine like they have someone who loves them and also you keep telling them and showing them you love them why would they so why would they think that just because you think that no matter who it is yeah no it's like oh you got me flowers what did you do yeah oh my god just don't get me flowers just don't get me flowers but also you never get me flowers (laughs) like it's like it's like you don't even care (laughs) you can't do anything right at all no yeah just yeah it's been really tough it's an adjustment to just go oh you're like just happy and you like are nothing i do is worrying you and then you're like not that it should i'm not i'm not doing anything i just but shouldn't you part of me like gets mad where i'm like why are you worried i might cheat on you or something yeah it's like Like, i'm a catch why don't you think that someone's gonna come steal me seriously and it's like no i just trust you and i'm like I mean, you should because I'm super trustworthy and honest with you. But also, aren't you kind of worried because I'm so great? Yeah, because I'm like so hot and successful. Right? Doesn't that any? I'm on the road all the time. You know what really messes with me? 
which is another thing. I'm just, I've been doing a lot of work on me this year. Good. But, uh, Same. It's great. It's a constant process, but oh God. I realized, um, I'm in a lot of green rooms with kind of like shitty dudes who are talking about cheating, cheating on, on their, their wives. wives. Yeah. Cheating on their wives, cheating on their girlfriends. And it, it hits me on two different sides because on the one hand, I'm like, this is how men are. Comedians are the most honest. So they're just the ones saying it. And then yeah, on the other like, side, that's all, that's all it is. And then on the, the other side, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like them because I'm on the road all the time. One day I'm just going to be like, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. Taking like, dicks. Well, cause I, <laughs> I feel like a different person on the road. I yeah. feel insane. Like I feel so far away from my life and sometimes I get so panicked and I feel so weird and then I get home and the minute I get home, I'm like, oh, I feel completely fine again. Yeah. So you feel like disconnected. Like, yes. it's like, I, I feel don't like wanna... nothing's real. So I get why guys who are on the road all the time are like, oh, I'm just going to sleep with this waitress because it's not real out here. Yeah. This, is, this has nothing to do with my life. So I get scared that I'm going to be the type of person who and because i'm emotional yes i'm just gonna get in a bad place on the road and do something horrible because it's like you're just gonna be yeah just in a bad place and yeah. emotionally riding you're like well this is what everyone does isn't it it yeah. all comes to this yeah all those old men who never left the midwest were right i know but it just seems like everybody i mean i don't know it's it's yeah. so depressing it's like because on the one hand you're like well yeah you know it makes sense that people are gonna be attracted to other people and whatnot but it's also like just in the entertainment in the industry just like the the cheat like the blase attitude some people have about About cheating cheating is so foreign to me no because it's like the thing is is like if you want to hook up with a lot of people fine just don't be in a relationship. Yeah. You don't have to bring someone else into it. That's yeah. my or thing. Or find someone who wants an open relationship. There yeah. are people who want that. But it's like, there's someone who's at home that like would be devastated by this. That's so yeah. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I've been lucky in that like, in like the last year when I do still, the people I still open for, cause I'm like in a, depending on the club, I'm like, a, I headline some places and then like all feature for bigger mm-hmm. comics. And the men who have brought me on the road are as as far as I've seen and can tell, they're good dudes, which mm-hmm. is like refreshing to be like, oh, this is like Steve Ranazizi is great. Like I've like met his wife. He is very respectful to all his like like fans. And then, you know, we'll just go grab a beer afterwards. And he's never like. But then there have been other places where when I was newer to headlining or like mm-hmm. just newer to the road in general, it's just fucking like Bob Smith headlining the yeah. Looney Hut or whatever. And he's like, ah, these broads can't get enough of me. And you're like, oh, uh, ew. Like, this exists? Just Why? Like, what, you're like a human cigarette butt? Uh, like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So and it, does, it gets discouraging because then you do go, especially if you're someone who has a mind like ours where we're like, do I need to be worried? Or you already have that just anxiety that has nothing to do with the person you're dating. Mm-hmm. This is just sort of validating that. Or like, it's yeah. just almost like having another voice go like, yeah, no people do cheat. So yeah, I, my therapist, my last therapist, I was seeing someone on like that talk space app. And then I was like, I'm I need to think about using life. a better help or I would Delaney just tried using, started using better help and she really likes her. Yeah, I like my therapist, but I see her like once a month or less because yeah. she won't do teletherapy. So I'm like, Hmm. I think she like doesn't know how technology works. That's I should possible. bust she out older? my therapist. She doesn't seem that old. She's like kind of cool. Like seems like 
late 30s maybe early 40s but she went to like a phone she went to a phone call no that's interesting maybe she just hates me when she was like no, no. i just like can't do that no I, I, there are people who won't do it i feel like for me i just need the in-person thing because i've been doing the app thing yeah and the app thing's really helpful but i i just feel like i need to try that yeah for um, sure and feel a little more that's also part of the reason or I do wanna, both yeah that's anything. what i'm like can you have two therapists does that make you, you extra crazy or i think you can i would also get really i felt weird being on a phone it felt like i don't know i especially felt weird talking about something. well it felt weird talking about my career and being like well i'm stressed because i have to I have to go do Jimmy Fallon next yeah, week. Like, are you going to look it up? Yeah, or? no, even, yeah, like talking, even face to face with my therapist, anytime there's like a good thing, it's like, can I tell you like a cool career thing? And then like, it's still like, you're fine with me shitting all over myself. Yeah. <laughs> or are you just sitting there it, going, you should be grateful. Yeah. Anything, thing, things are going really well for my career, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel weird about being Googled by my therapist. That's like. But I'm sure they do, right? I, don't I would know. if I was a therapist and I had a client who said they were Maria Bamford has a joke about that or yeah. maybe she didn't maybe she just has a story about seeing a therapist or somebody who was like you know like but like googled her in front of her was like <gasps> oh I had to make sure you weren't delusional like I had to make sure you were actually a comedian oh my god to like have the therapist be like I have this person who thinks she's famous yeah yeah, yeah. which like especially in LA though god, yeah, probably, I bet they awesome. do google you because they're like they I need to, to know if see. you're yeah. delusional or if you're I, i'm sure that whatever the word for the opposite is where it's like you're not appreciating how successful you are or whatever yeah i want to see i want i want to like almost send them my credits and be like look i know i'm whining about traveling and like having my dream job but this is how much i'm traveling can you just look at my calendar people just keep wanting me to come and it's (laughs) so hard and then you blow your nose into money and you're like (laughs) (laughs) well it's tough it's tough i worked through a lot of that with my my yeah because that's the thing you get in your head yeah where i was just like i feel guilty complaining about this stuff and she goes honestly taylor that all sounds really hard (laughs) and i was like really and she goes yeah she's like i can't imagine traveling that much she's like you've told me your schedule like every week and it sounds really hard like that would make anybody feel like physically and emotionally drained she's like it's fine that you're thank god complaining and i was like oh i just need just that validation of like oh i'm not because it is it's so hard and your feelings are valid you're allowed to like feel upset but it's easy to get in that like well i have things going well for me so who am i to yeah ever experience an emotion i know which is so such a piece of shit if i heard myself complaining about this if i if me three years ago heard me complaining they would be like like that that's my dream what yeah you're an idiot those are all the things i want like that's the whole list yeah you're doing it but again that's why it's important to go back and look at your list and go look at what i've done or even sometimes i'll just write down like stuff that i've done that's cool yeah even if other people don't think it's cool like just going like hey i headline this many shows at this certain club that i wanted to do yeah that i first saw a show like even sometimes i just go remember the first time you saw a show at the ice house and now you can go up at the ice house yeah like it was like stuff that's like in the grand scheme of like people who you know are important in the industry you'd be like yeah okay whatever really but you're like that's a big deal or i remember one of the very first live comedy shows I saw was at the Improv in Vegas. So when mm. I did the Improv in Vegas, I was like, wow. And I was just hosting, yeah. but I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm at the Improv in Vegas. And also my family is so white trash that nothing will impress them more than a <laughs> casino unless I get on a cruise ship. <laughs> like that's their, they're like, oh, you never. gotta do cruises. And I'm like, you don't really understand. Like, 
Have you done a down cruise? cruises? No, but like, oh, don't do it's it. just so funny from the outside that people think that that's like a pinnacle. They're like, you're getting paid to go on vacation. I'm like, have you ever been on vacation alone? Have you yeah. ever done that? Have you ever been on vacation alone and had to work every night? Yeah. For people who are actually on vacation. Cruise ships are horrible. It I did like, like eight in one you're trapped year. with them. Yeah. Oh, you're trapped. And then like the rest of the week you go. I did. I did maybe, maybe like seven or eight in one year. Way too many. And then at one point I was like, I can't do these ever again. Never again. Never. Oh, good for you. For yeah. Just being like, yeah, I went on a family cruise a couple of years ago and my mom insisted on dragging the comedian out <gasps> she's like you gotta meet my daughter she's a comedian i show up to like my family's like meet us at karaoke and the comedian's like at the table and i was like i'm so sorry well but the, w- what kind of comedian was it because I mean, he was just like a friendly because a lot of those cruise ship guys they only do cruise ships and they're down to hang out Yeah, he was cool he's like no it's great yeah. your family's very nice but i was like so mortified yeah I was like, I'm sorry. I don't, there are a lot. Well, those, I mean, I worked with That's guys. Probably, I mean, I guess like a nice change from like, I'll just go to my I think room. if you're on cruises all the time, like most of the year, you have to be open to yeah. hanging out with people on the ship. Yeah, because you sort of have to be, it's part of it probably. Yeah, and like hanging out with like the crew and stuff like that. Like I had done a couple, I think I did like two in like one six week period. So you're on Oof. for like a week. And the second time I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this crew party Yeah, with the piano player. Like because I'm stuck here. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to dance lessons. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm trapped here anyway. Yeah. I'm going to see the magician yeah. actually. Cause yeah. what else am I going to do? I will. <laughs> I'm going to go to bingo. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, let me look yeah. at a couple more questions, but Oh, so getting off the road. So for mm. me, I guess it's been the same thing. I was like, immediately I'm going to, I'm going to stop in October within three days. I'd said yes to so many not even big things Mm -hmm. like I wanted to finish the pilot I was working on and like I want you know there's like other stuff that's come up but just like everyone's podcast Mm -hmm. or every little can you do this let's do lunch and like within three days I was like I was gonna take time off yeah and I still haven't but I have like yeah next I'm sorry year we're podcasting today. no it's <laughs> i gotta get mine out. but when i heard you say that on your podcast i was like yes i need to talk to her yeah because i keep like threatening to give myself time and then being like well you have to yeah you have to really commit to it and it's so hard because you look at those blank spots on your calendar and you go oh but i could and you get offers and it's the hardest part is saying no or going can we do a different three months from now or something like there have been a few shows here in LA that people have booked me for or tried to book me for and I've had to cancel or reschedule and I just go they go okay well our next one is in December and I'll go you know what I'm honestly I'm gone so much for the next few months I'm not gonna want to do that show even if I'm available that night yeah you know where it's like okay sure could I do that Tuesday night yeah but I get home on Monday and I leave on Wednesday. Like so I'm not going to want to come out of my house. I'm going to cancel on you. So I just go, can we just check back in January? Yeah. And I have more that's time. Smart. I yeah. still will say yes to like, I can do it eight weeks from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you still doing your show then? Yeah. God, it's the worst. Yeah. I, when I was gone so much this year that really, it feels like anything is scaling back. Cause I was like, I'm not going to do more than two weekends a month, which mm-hmm. is still, a lot it is a lot but Isn't i was that like, crazy that that's scaling back to us we're like yeah that we'll i'm like on two oh, weeks I'm a psycho because yeah. i was on the road i like did the math like 70 percent of the year i'm gone this year yeah and i'm like 
what am I doing? Why are we living in LA? Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like I'm paying for LA. I and I like it here. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, you come out here to like do LA things. No one in LA is seeing me. I'm this like weird ghost. Yeah, and then everybody you see you come out and do a show in LA, and everybody's like, "You're all over the place," and it's like, "Not really, not here." Yeah, you know where I'm not here. Yeah. And people are like, "Oh, you're a road dog," and it's like, "Great, I'm 50." Good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. It's been weird too having some comics I like look up to or I I think are objectively further along. Be like, I got to talk to you about getting on the road, and I'm like, "What? Yeah. Why are you having trouble getting on the road?" Yeah, but well, you're so good about booking yourself. Like, you really are. Like, oh, well, it's like very I self-made. Like, I'm. I don't know how you just like the tour you did a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, with Dana and, and Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. And like do, being setting up your own stuff in Europe and all these things. Like for me, people are like you're everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I have a really good team. Yeah. Like, they just like book me who believe in me more than I do and are promising clubs that I'm going to be somebody <laughs> and That's I have great. to show up and act like I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, I can't imagine having to set up my own. Tour. Well, yeah, too, just because it's like, uh, and that sort of laid the groundwork for like me knowing a little bit what to do, but we were all just figuring it out. Yeah. And then between that and then I had a really good run of festivals, I think that the year before that. So I just had yeah. made a bunch of contacts, but it's, it's like a full-time job, but yeah. it has paid off like people. Yeah. And that, well, that's my big hesitation about like canceling and stuff too, is that there's a handful of clubs that I'm like, okay, I feel secure in that. Like, I think I'm, I think I've worked my way into their like annual rotation. You know what I mean? It's like, they've got a week for me for sure. But then there's clubs that it's like, they'll book me, but like, it's because somebody isn't showing up. Mm, So the idea of being like, well, I I can't do it next week actually, but I'm available in the fall. And they're like, you're a next week comedian. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Oh, me too. There've been, I mean, the reason I'm gone so much around the holidays is because it's a little bit slower around the holidays. Yeah, and so they're good. like, we're going to, all right, we'll book somebody. We want to build. That's the thing they say. We're building. Yeah. So like, it's like David tells here one week and then two weeks later, it's me. And I'm just like, this great. is wrong. This isn't how it's, I'm like, thank you for, I want to thank people when they come to shows and just be like, thank you guys for taking a chance and watching the clip and being like, the clip was pretty good. Let's go yeah. take a chance on an hour, you know? Cause that's yeah. the level I'm at. Yeah. No, it's, I still don't know. I mean, like my albums out there and like I have been genuinely surprised with this past year at the number of people who come up and they're like, they came for me versus they walked into a comedy show. Because you know they I mean? heard the album? Yeah, the album That's or like amazing. my podcast or heard me on someone else's podcast. Yeah. But like in the, like there's some cities where I like, I mean, God bless. I'm like, I don't know why I'm drawing here. Yeah. And then don't get me wrong. It's not, that's not always like the case that I'm just like, ever it's sold out everywhere. Yeah. But like there's clubs where they're like, wow, this is a great turnout. They're like club bookers. will be like, what a deal we got on you. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's hurtful. Ah! But it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they're here either, but thank, thanks guys. Yeah. Oh, when people tell you this is better than we expected or you're better than we expected. You're like, wow. It's like, well, I mean, that's kind of a compliment, I guess, could've but just, you just confirmed all my fears that I just kept that. You were actually funny. And yeah. you're like, you could just tuck that one away. Didn't need to voice that one. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It works. And that's the other thing too, is feeling like you're like, oh, this is my first weekend at this club. Yeah. I can't go like play around with stuff yeah it's like between the staying constantly booked and then the like having to make an impression i feel like 
not that I'm complaining, but it has slowed down my writing a little because it's like, yeah. no, let me go do the shit I know works. So you're not like, who let her in here? Yeah. Who is this lunatic? And then that extra pressure. I don't know if you feel this of like, quote, women aren't funny. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, if I bomb, you blame my entire gender. And you're like, see? Yeah. They just can't do it. I uh, I still hate it when people come up and say like, you're really, we don't usually like female comics. It's like, do you watch female comics? Why do you even say that? Yeah, I know. You have no idea what you're saying, but okay. Um, Yeah, I don't feel that as much. I just feel more like, I feel it more because I'm so young more than being a woman. That's part of it. Yeah. But it's more that I'm young that people are going to be like, she doesn't know what she's doing up there. Yeah. We're just like, that's just a kid. That's so funny. Cause I'm yeah. like, yeah, I remember feeling that in the office job I had before stand up took up where people are like, hey, what are you doing here? This is essentially the only job I've ever had, which is like, great. But I don't have any like real career experience. I mean, you're doing amazing. Well, and it's just like when you look at kind of the quote, like, who are the faces right now of like when people think stand-up comedy it is like a lot of older like men but also just like older people in general yeah it's like uh, all the biggest stand-ups are 40 plus you know because yeah. it's like yeah they've been around they yeah. got their tails and you're like i don't know here's what's going on with me yeah please laugh <laughs> yeah it's very true fuck um let me see do oh someone asked this um, do you ever like your, do you have a writing routine? Do you like, are you diligent about in it? My head. No. I yeah. No. In my mind, I'm dedicating a chunk of time every day. Yeah. Well, it's because our, when I'm on the road, I'm better about it. Well, yeah. Cause I don't have time. anyone to, I'm bad at saying no to people. I like if they're like, let's grab lunch, let's do this. Mm. And on the road, it's like, nobody can get, nobody to can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just All brooding you have to do in a hotel. Hit the hotel gym and write for a couple hours and then focus on feeling okay yeah and then like try not to spiral out of control yeah. before your show because boy do i <laughs> we're just like what? Yeah. what am i doing and you're like why am i crying this is indiana but i'm gonna be fine when i'm good about it yeah i'll write in a notebook very specific notebook with a pen like actually trying to make jokes yes yeah i have to do it by hand yeah i write out a list of usually if i like have nothing i just i'll go through my phone of all the things i've jotted down yeah and i'll kind of see if i can flesh any of those out and then if i have absolutely nothing i'll just start writing down things i think i could talk about where i go like oh i would like to talk about this or i would like to talk about you know, and then just sort of like even if it's as simple it. as like my parents you know like just and if that's all i do one day where i just sit at a desk for an hour and look at a list of topics at least that gets my brain going yeah the next couple days of like it's yeah, still like an you know, exercise of yeah. creating material somehow yeah yeah the hardest thing for me has been coming up with like my team my like reps have been pushing for me to hire some people to help me with like social media stuff which is so annoying oh, fuck i know but there's it's been times like, i think of things i'm like that'd be great i'm not gonna do it it's too much that's work <laughs> i know i'm like you know what i'll try it i was like i'll try working with these people for like a month or two and i'll see because truthfully i'm never going to do it i'm never going to be one of those people who's great at making instagram stories yeah, or like, like i don't know what to tell you like yeah. the fact that people ever watch mine i'm like for what <laughs> like I think you're good. You're good at just like, you know, be like, this is where I am. That's all people want. They just want to know where you are and see. Because I have people yeah. like that who all, I'll yeah, go, I guess oh, it works out, one. but it's like, you just feel stupid. Yeah, it's like, I don't have a point to this. And it's like, yeah. I'm glad people are watching, but then I'm like, is this sad? Yeah. I'm like, here I, I have that every time I post something. I'm like, is this, is this a bummer? Here I am again, alone, 
This time I'm in Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, fuck. That's so funny. I feel like your social media is pretty good, though. Like, thanks. I try really hard to find. I mean, I, but I also so think like the industry, a lot of times, like some people really push that, that they're like, you gotta. Well, you gotta can get out blow there. up based on your social media faster than a late night set. Yeah, for sure. It's like you, you can have like a hundred thousand Instagram followers and suddenly you're selling out everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's all relative and it'll get there. And you're like, at least I feel like you're going about it in the way that's like, okay, well you're becoming a good comedian for You are a good comedian. Whereas I think some people blow up on these apps and then they're like, get out there and headline and they're fucking right. They're like, Oh, I guess I'll learn how to do that now. And you're like, Oh, well, hopefully you have a really loyal fan base. (laughs) Um, I, Oh, an aspiring comedian wrote in and want to know if either of us, uh, ever took comedy writing classes yeah the reason i started doing comedy is i my dad wanted to take a comedy class <gasps> when i was a junior in high school what and so we yeah we took it from uh, a church comedian taught in a church classroom and we took it for like eight weeks and that's why i started doing stand-up is it true that you used to do mega churches mm-hmm. okay yeah. i was like i feel like somebody told me that and i just heard it and accepted it as truth and no never... it's true for the first couple years that i like was only doing because i was 16 so until i turned 18 i couldn't get into clubs anyway yeah so i was just doing like churches and fundraisers and like coffee shops which was a very supportive environment and i was super clean um and then once i turned 18 i started kind of slowly doing clubs in san diego you're like i'm out of here i might say the word ass on stage one day (laughs) no i was still doing i was really (laughs) clean i was doing it until probably until i was like 22 yeah right before i turned no, I think I was 22. Um, so like three years ago, I finally, I was opening for this guy who like sells out mega churches. Oh, wow. And they were like, they basically, they fired me because they were like, hey, we think we should take you off these dates just because like, <gasps> because I posted a joke that I ended up doing on Conan, which was, oh my uh, God. it was the one where I said, uh, I'll, I'll have you know in bed, I'm a wild animal, way more afraid of you than you are of me. <gasps> And they, and they were like, that's too edgy. Yeah. They were like, that's, you know, you can't do that. We have kids that come to our shows. Like, yeah. and I was just like, all right. And then I remember after oh I cried, God. just because I'd never been fired from anything. Yeah, also, he was like, I got fired from a church. I know. I was like, this thing I didn't even really want to do. But <laughs> after, but it was like really the only one I was still, this only like church gig I was still consistently doing was opening for this guy. And then like other things I had kind of, stopped saying yes to and then after that i just went i can't do it at all anymore like ever like i can't keep worrying because somebody like the fear of like being clean well yeah somebody sent them a video of me someone had put up from like flappers where i wasn't even dirty i just said like oh when people are being a dick you know and that was the only thing and they scolded you yeah they sent the video to the guy i was opening for and were like is this the kind of comedy that you're promoting um with your whatever and they didn't fire me after that, but they fired me after that joke. And I was like, "That's you like I can't live my life worrying." No, I can't do it. I'm already worried that my parents are going to write me off once they hear me. I mean, they hated my Netflix special. They like, really hated it. Yeah. Oh no! Why? Because it's like not as it's not clean. Like that one, I haven't seen. I'll be totally honest. I haven't watched. That's any totally of fine. Um, yeah, they they just. They're like, I what said happened like, to our church community. I said like two swear words, and I did. Uh, I have like a condom joke at the end and my dad like still thinks we're all virgins 
like is like very i could have done a joke about how i don't wear condoms dad would you like that well that he's i mean he yeah it was he's like it was a rough combo if it was my netflix special is there a little bit like he's like i should have kept going yeah (laughs) he's like that that could be me that's probably yeah i don't know so funny he's like we did this for me and now she she's ah. a star no i think he just did it for us to hang out which was very oh sweet. i love that it was really nice but yeah he, he was just like he was like i don't know what you're doing out there he's like i don't want to know like basically said that and i was just like dude like this but they weren't like furious but they watched it and didn't talk to me for a week and then i had to call oh them God. and be like did you watch it and they're like yeah we were disappointed that's oh my heart i know it's rough but you know it's only gonna get worse so i mean you're like i'm just gonna this is who i am god my mom would only be like you know i i thought you were gonna do a joke about me (laughs) like that would be like ah that's a bummer but it's also like you just gotta be who you're gonna be because if you try to I can't imagine trying to be a squeaky clean person unless you just organically are. Right. Like Brian Regan, that's his sense of humor. It's yeah. Fine. But I got to a point where I was like, I want to do jokes about all these things and I can't, and I want to be more honest and I'm not like, unless you're observational. Yeah. And that's fine. But if you're talking about like real life experiences, like, yeah, in real life, dirty things happen sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, things are kind of shitty and it would be weird if I was like, oh, this is a wacky story about yeah. making love. And you're like, what? I just hate the clean, dirty labels because no, me it, too. especially because if you say you're clean, that means you have to be that way all the time. And people are like, but you did that. And it's so subjective. What different levels of cleanliness are like to me, like the condom joke I did on Netflix to me was like super, like that was pretty clean. But to me it was like, that was pretty raunchy. Right. And yeah. it was like, no, you could like, they were like, do you want to do it on Conan? Like everybody was like, oh yeah. So it's just, it's so different. It's so subjective, but people hear clean and they think whatever they think, but it puts you in that box. And the same thing with dirty or like, well, there was a long time where I like refused to say I was dirty. I don't know what lie I thought I was living. (laughs) I was like, no, like I have a couple clean jokes and it's like, yeah, but it shouldn't be like that. It should just be like, this is a comedian. And I get the clean label. I guess if you don't, if you want to see comedy, but you don't want to hear any profanity, yeah, if you're but just like, like why? Grow Who's up. doing that? Yeah, it's yeah, like you want to live up. in like a shell where you're like, I just want to laugh, but still like not feel. Then go see a church comedy show. Yeah, that's, that's great. There's you know. a crowd for you. Yeah, and that, and then the tendency to, um, I think some people devalue or they gauge someone's intelligence based on that label. Like, mm-hmm. go, you know, they can work clean. Yeah, I like. I I remember having a club owner once be like, you know you're really smart. You could do a lot cleaner jokes. And I was like, I could also do rocket scientists, but I don't fucking want to yeah. like the rocket science, as I say the wrong phrase, but it's like, I could do a lot of things, but like, I'm not stupid. Cause I'm dirty. I'm just dirty. Yeah. But like, it's just the stuff. That's I, and I mean, like I respect it. I'm just like, I spent a year intentionally only writing clean jokes, my second year of comedy. And I got some good bits out of it that I don't think I even would have maybe tapped into had I not gone. No, I'm going to only be clean. But then at some point I was like, I'm a dirty human. And I think the best comedy comes from being true to whoever you are. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, and I'm fucking gross. Like I like have, I mean, I'm not disgusting in general, but I have the mouth of a sailor. Why am I being like, oh. yeah, why am I going to go up and pretend? Yeah. You're just so like, stupid. oh, shoes are crazy. Yeah. Um, Actually, okay. Like that's it for like parking is. Oh shit. Out, so. Well, we're wrapping up anyway. Um, really quick. Anything you're looking most forward to? by getting some time off of the road oh my gosh yeah i'm really looking forward to cooking more 
Um, I actually love that because like I want to be healthy and it's so hard. I never go out to eat when I'm here because you have to on the road. Yeah. Even on the road, I've just started like renting a car and going to the grocery store. Um, Like I had to be in Vegas for five days. Those Vegas gigs are hell. Yeah. It was, I mean, the comedy seller out there is great, but they put you up in the Rio. So I just booked a couple nights at a residence inn. I was like, I just need like a kitchen Kitchen. where I can make eggs and feel like a person. Um, I want to just like be sponsored by one of those like long stay hotels. Just like town suites. Can you just like, I'll wear a t-shirt and I'll say your name and everything. That's honestly, I would, I would do whatever residence in wanted me to (laughs) like, I shout out if you work for Marriott, uh, hit me up because get in there, you guys, it's a good deal. Yeah. I can't wait to give this is that's the only reason I want to get famous <laughs> for free shit. Yeah. For free hotel rooms. So I can be like, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. I'm an influencer. <laughs> Someday. Um, so cooking, cooking, relaxing, maybe um, getting to spend time with your yeah. friends, family, boyfriend. Yeah. I want to like, I'd like to be in town more so that I can actually like get coffee with people and like I go do write regular people stuff. things too. Yeah, I want a routine. Yes. I want to, <gasps> yeah i just got like so excited we're like oh yes yeah i'm just so sick of not having a routine and if i'm only gone two weekends a month that means i have two weeks where i can like wake up in the same place every day feel stable yeah i want to figure out my sleep stuff because it's still rough for me um like if i don't take something i have horrible nightmares and uh and they feel real and you like wake up and you're just like oh i I shake it yeah i was like oh you sorry you were dead five minutes ago so i don't know how to <laughs> Jesus. adjust to this yeah it's tough um Fuck. but yeah just just feeling healthy and normal and like figuring out somebody asked me like well what are your hobbies besides stand-up i was like i don't have any oh my god i mean i don't even watch tv i was like what do i do all day i'm a psychopath what do you do on planes you watch like tv on planes sometimes yeah i like write I'm just like, I got to keep sending emails. I'm a fucking, I was like, oh, I'm a crazy person. It's like, I sometimes read self-help books. Like, yeah. Oh, I know. Like, oh, I, I want to should... read. That's a good one. I want to read yeah. recreationally again. I want to like not feel guilty when I'm doing something. Yeah. Like recreationally. Yes. And be like, I'm not, I'm, I should be working. Yeah. Like I went to the movies the other day by myself, by the way. And I was I like, love going to movies oh, this myself. is great. And then I was a star is born and then I was sobbing alone in a movie theater and I was like, why did I do this? Oh yeah. That's a rough one. But, uh, you know, the idea was great. Yeah, I saw it alone before I had to do like two shows in Knox. Oh, and I was like, oh, I just like kind of walked out of there in a daze of just like, what's the point? I'll yeah, just be like, miserable. Oh, no. And then it just every bad thing that ever happened to me, I'd be like, this is everyone's future. It's inevitable. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, awesome. All right. Well, where can people find you? Uh, I am ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and stuff. Comedy on Instagram. Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter. And, uh... I'm on Facebook if you're still doing that. I don't hey, know. God, I barely look get I like have things automatically know. go there and I'm like, I don't care anymore. Oh god, I forget. Yeah. I know I have like the fan do you just have the fan page now? I did just have the fan page. I reactivated my page recently. I, I can't remember oh, just to make a private Halloween party event. And then I was like, What am I doing? <laughs> so I'm gonna deactivate it again. You but can't make you can't do that with your fan page? I didn't know how to like search for I only wanted to invite like Oh, like friend that makes sense. Yeah, so it, and I didn't want like anyone. I was worried someone would see my address somehow. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm so freaked out about that shit. Yeah. Uh, 
that I was like, all right, I'm going to reactivate my page, but only for a little while. Yeah, I haven't touched my personal account in like months. And I think I should yeah, just deactivate it. In my head, nobody does it anymore. But then I'm like, oh, probably not. There's probably people who are still, people are still going hard. I'm sure my mom's still sharing like crazy political memes or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> just one less thing. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this was so therapeutic. Yeah, well, thank you for coming. This was great. Of course, um, yeah. You're awesome. You guys go follow Taylor. Go listen to Self Helpless Podcast. Go see her oh, live. Yeah, that too. Yeah, uh, awesome. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.